Welcome to the Next in Health podcast. I'm Igor Belakronitsky, a principal with PwC Strategy End, where I get to help leading health organizations with their strategies and operating models. And very frequently on this podcast, we talk about re-engineering our whole ecosystem of healthcare and coverage in such a way that it puts the consumers, the patients in the middle and kind of rebuilding the whole thing around them. And today we have three great guests, three great colleagues who are working every day on this very issue and look forward to learning from them. So we're joined by Derek Gash. He's a principal in our customer transformation practice. He's helping organizations improve how they connect with and serve consumers and help achieve that holy grail of member engagement. We also have Elizabeth Carlson, a director who helps health organizations find and realize value through meaningful experiences. And finally, we have Kristen Knudsen, who's a senior manager focused on driving enterprise transformations for healthcare organizations through digital and tech-enabled capability strategies. So Derek, Elizabeth, and Kristen, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us to talk about such an important topic. Thanks, Igor. It's great to be here. Excited to be here. Thanks. Yeah, it's our pleasure. Looking forward to it. Fantastic. Well, I was very excited to read your article that you recently published. It's a fantastic piece of thought leadership called Wanted, Healthcare Players and Providers Who Offer Convenience, Personalization, and Advocacy. So very timely, but curious kind of what prompted you to write this article at this moment in time. Derek, maybe let's start with you. Sure. Thanks, Igor. The origin of this article as it relates to healthcare was actually born out of an extension of some work that we did looking at consumer experience broadly across industries, so not healthcare specific. In that research, what we found, we've been seeing signs that consumers are increasingly willing to change their buying behavior as a result of bad experiences. Actually, you know, some of that data that we found there said that one in four people would actually stop using or buying from an organization based on bad experience alone. And the reality is that a consumer isn't just a health consumer or just a retail consumer. A consumer is somebody who actually experiences multiple industries at once, and those expectations are really set outside of healthcare. And so the question in our mind was, you know, given what we're seeing in cross-industry expectations around experience, what does that mean within healthcare? Experience in healthcare has often been overlooked as there isn't always a clear connection between what an individual's experience is with an organization and the value that that brings to the healthcare economy. But as we've discussed before, Igor, improving engagement is a big area of interest. We know that if we can get members or patients to better engage in their health, there's ultimately a lower cost to care for them and greater value for them as individuals as well as organizations that serve them. So the question is, when we know that individuals are looking for a better experience in their lives, what does that mean and how can we bring that to healthcare? And typically, that's been a little bit difficult to realize. But what we're seeing now is there are a few trends that are taking place that are pushing this forward. We're seeing actually government reimbursement in some cases is being dictated by experience alone. So we're seeing CAPS and STARS ratings actually require not just experience to be measured, but improvement and a certain threshold of experience in order to achieve those reimbursement rates. We're seeing increasing competitiveness between organizations and the recognition that experience can actually drive people to make decisions based on that experience, especially when you think of things like cost transparency and price transparency of services 
becoming more the norm. And then also we're seeing the individual market just continue to grow. And so as people move into an individual market where they aren't necessarily constrained by what had been negotiated with a group plan, their decisions about where and when to go are being driven by the experiences that those organizations can provide for them. So with all of that as a backdrop, and we think about sort of what that means, we also look at organizations struggling to create those experiences. They're increasingly in today's economy having difficulty related to budget. There's increasing focus on how, when, and where to spend their money. And at the same time, they're struggling with having the capacity to do what they know they want and need to do for their customers in the face of those budget pressures. Derek, this is a really compelling message that attracting, engaging, retaining health consumers could create tremendous benefits for the consumers themselves in terms of better outcomes, for all the participants in terms of the value that they could generate in producing these outcomes. So how do we do it? What's the secret to attracting and retaining health consumers? Tell us the secret. I think it starts by looking at what it is consumers say they want. Nigor, I know you directed this question to Derek, but I feel passionate about this topic. So I'm going to jump in and take this one. When we look at what the data says, there are really three things that come top of mind for consumers based on our recent surveys. The first is convenience. So you heard Derek say one in four consumers stop buying from or using that brand after bad experience. We also know that 51% of consumers will be less loyal if their digital experience is discongruent with an in-person or a phone experience. So they're looking for consistency along with that convenience. So they want always on, easy to use experiences. The second piece is personalization. Customers have said they are willing to pay $400 per year out of pocket for personalized recommendations on things like treatments, medication, and integrated care management offerings. So if you think about it, they want solutions that are convenient and easy to use and that are made for them and their specific needs. They're looking to see themselves reflected in what a healthcare organization is communicating to them. And of course, the third piece, which should be no surprise, is cost. More than half of respondents said that healthcare costs have led to sacrifices in their healthcare. It's the side of the American health ecosystem that we're all on this discussion, trying to solve and make better. And so it's still pressing, maybe more so now than ever. So ultimately, what we take from that is consumers are looking for healthcare organizations that proactively manage their total cost of care through easy to use experiences that are made just for them. So when we say, how can an organization meet that need? We recommend starting by thinking about which of those three things are you mission-driven to address? What is your core value or core solution that you're bringing? So are you a platform trying to make it easier and more convenient for a consumer to get to a care solution? Are you an orchestrator who's trying to connect and proactively connect a consumer to the right solution? Or are you more of what we call an advocate who's guiding a consumer end-to-end through the care continuum and you are owning that care continuum end to end. You can also think of it like an integrator. So it really goes back to figuring out what are you trying to solve for and what are you bringing to your consumer? And it's going to be tempting to say, well, I want to solve all of those problems. But we really push organizations to say, pick one that's your homeroom because that's going to narrow the segmentation and that's going to narrow your capability investments to really help you do more with less. 
Elizabeth, those are fantastic points, and I'm glad you jumped on the mic to answer this question. And now, of course, you brought up another important topic around the capability investments. And I think already it was helpful in you kind of outlining some of the choices that organizations can make, and that will drive sort of their technology tree and their investments based on whether they're focused on personalization, experience, value, and cost. But Kristen, I wonder if you would jump in and talk to us a little bit about what are indeed those capabilities that are needed to deliver on the promise of personalization and the promise of low cost, on the promise of experience and convenience. Yeah, happy to, Igor. So what we're seeing in the market right now is that organizations are really focused on kind of four core capabilities when it comes to customer attraction and engagement. And I think, Igor, you called it out nicely. When we say capabilities, what we really mean by that is kind of the digital technologies or services that these businesses are built around. And even though we're just going to be touching on four of those core capabilities today, that's not to say that organizations aren't continuing to invest in their kind of day-to-day capabilities to continue to run the business. But really what we wanted to do today is spotlight those four core capabilities because these are the areas that we're seeing organizations choose to invest in in order to differentiate themselves among their peers. So I think Derek called it out really nicely. You know, organizations don't have an unlimited budget that they can kind of tap into to invest in everything. So really choosing where to invest in is going to be key for the organizations. And this is really where kind of that core value that Elizabeth was just speaking about really comes into play. This core value can really act as the North Star for these investment decisions when it comes to the capabilities. So how an advocacy-focused organization chooses to invest in capabilities will look different from, say, the one that's focused on personalization or one that's focused on convenience. So if we actually just double-click into each one of these areas just to give a sense of where they're focused on, what the capabilities look like, the convenience-focused organizations are really interested in the platforms that they have and making sure that these are self-sufficient, easy-to-use, convenient platforms for their customers. So the two primary capabilities we are seeing heightened investment around first is the new care delivery models. So like the name would suggest, new care delivery models is really about meeting customers where they are with the care that they may need. So you can think of this as like telehealth, home health solutions or remote patient monitoring solutions, essentially wanting to get to those consumers, meet them where they are and when they need it, creating kind of that ease of access and that convenience factor. The second core capability that convenience organizations are focused on are the digital front doors. And this capability is really about leveraging technology, tools, and software to invest in their platforms to make them self-sufficient for their customers. So whether that's creating more of an easy-to-use kind of account management tool, kind of on the basic spectrum, or advancing into actually integrating those platforms with, say, specific point solutions that they might want to help and provide to their customers. So point solutions being, you know, behavioral health, wellness programs, kind of musculoskeletal applications that customers can use to help manage their care on an easier basis. So these convenience-focused organizations are really those digital-first solutions that really stitch together their assets in a really seamless way. So I know sometimes healthcare can get a bit complicated. So if we kind of take a step outside of healthcare for a moment and think about what a convenience-focused organization might look like kind of in the real world and the industry. One that comes to mind that's kind of an easy-to-grasp idea is around the travel industry. So 
I'm sure many of you are aware that there are websites out there, applications out there that you can go to and they have a nice platform where you can book everything that you might need for your next trip. Everything from booking your flight, booking your car rental, booking your hotel, sometimes even experiences are on there. The idea is that they're creating kind of this one-stop shop to give you a convenient way to do what you need to do and be self-sufficient when it comes to managing your trip or in the healthcare world, managing your care. So the second archetype that I want to touch on now, moving from convenience over to personalization. So personalization-focused organizations are really interested in understanding more in-depth the insights from their consumers, their customers, so that they can then act on it and create more of this personalized, tailored experience to help um, get them to be empowered in terms of managing their care. So the core capability that personalization-focused organizations are really interested in right now is around advanced analytics. And I'll caveat this to say, you know, some organizations that maybe already have the foundation of advanced analytics are taking this one or two steps further, whether that's AI or machine learning, or even now there's a lot of hype around the generative AI piece. But the premise is still the same. They're looking to leverage this technology to not only gather data on their customers, but then be able to digest that, summarize those insights, and then use it to recommend or predict kind of where their customers are going to be going. So the goal here is really for these types of organizations to understand their customers and then create tailored offerings, whether those are services or programs, so that they can really resonate and meet the needs of their customer population. So a good example here in the healthcare industry Payers are oftentimes looking at leveraging analytics to better understand their disease profiles of their member populations. And this can then be used to really tailor and design their care management programs that meets the needs of their local population itself. And again, if we step outside of healthcare for a moment, go back to our kind of travel industry example. There are websites that are becoming more prevalent as well as applications kind of with the advent of generative AI that are really out there today. You can actually go out to some of the larger websites and search and actually ask these types of websites to create a tailored itinerary for you. So you can put the prompt in, hey, I want to go on a two-week vacation, somewhere sunny, warm sandy beach, great restaurants, and it will actually spit back out almost an hour-by-hour itinerary for you to go and then it essentially empowers you to go book that trip yourself. It doesn't actually do the booking for you. But Again, it kind of goes back to the premise of creating kind of that tailored experience, creating a guidebook that ultimately empowers the customer themselves. And then moving from personalization to the final archetype that we wanted to touch on today, which is around advocacy. Advocacy-focused organizations are interested in investing in these integrated services and clinical platforms is what we're calling them. And so the idea is that they can leverage these types of platforms to share key insights and recommendations across their strong network of clinical and non-clinical services, which really allows them to create more high-quality, lower-cost care for their customers in need. And so the idea is that these types of organizations are really centered on managing risk, reducing waste, and managing the health of their population. And so by leveraging kind of these integrated services and clinical platforms, they're able to provide kind of that robust, almost concierge-like care for their consumers. Again, if we go back to outside of healthcare, the travel industry analogy that we were using, 
convenience type of organizations are focused on the website, the platform, stitching together those assets. The personalization focused organizations are looking at creating kind of that itinerary for you. The last piece is kind of the advocacy piece. You can almost envision these to be kind of your full service travel agents for you where they are actually, they're storing all their data. They understand your preferences. And so when you ask them to book a trip for you, they do everything from creating the itinerary and then almost taking it one step further to actually booking the trip for you. Those are kind of how we're thinking about the advocacy focused organizations. So depending again on your values, whether you're interested in focusing on convenience, personalization or advocacy, this really will tailor where you're going to invest in the capabilities and how you invest in those moving forward. Yeah. So if I can add on there, Kristen, in sort of looking back at the discussion today, you know, I think to start with, experience clearly matters in healthcare. And as we've talked through sort of the extent of what was in our article, there's a lot that that implies in terms of investment and where to focus, where you could and might want to go as an organization. And the reality is that, in, especially in today's environment, you can't be everything to everyone. So the first step is to really decide where you're going to go as an organization, who you want to be, the role you want to play. Then with that in clear sight, understanding where you stand against that goal and determining then based on who you want to be, what you have, what assets, what challenges are in front of you, where you want to invest and the best way to move the needle is really the way to get going. And as we often say, you can't go it alone in healthcare. This is a very complex problem, and it's one that others have been struggling with for years. And so we do see an increasing focus on leveraging partners in various ways to get that done. That can be technology partners. It can be other organizations that you work with to get the work done or to serve capabilities that aren't core to who you are. And really, that's how we see organizations moving the needle in terms of creating unique experiences that drive value. That's a great point. And on our future episodes, we'll be talking about the kinds of ecosystems that will come into existence are already coming into existence as the different orchestrators and advocates and platforms come together to solve some of these tough challenges in healthcare. But in the meantime, Kristen, Elizabeth, Derek, thanks so much for joining today and sharing your insights with us. Thank you, Igor. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for the forum. And I'll remind everyone again to read the great article called Wanted, Healthcare Payers and Providers who offer convenience, personalization, and advocacy that our guests have authored. So again, thanks for joining us. For more on these topics and other health industry insights driven by policy, innovation, and care delivery changes, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast. That way you also get all the great future episodes and all the great past episodes. Until next time, this has been Next in Health. This podcast is brought to you by PwC, all rights reserved. PwC refers to the U.S. member firm or one of its subsidiaries or affiliates and may sometimes refer to the PwC network. Each member firm is a separate legal entity. Please see www.pwc.com structure for further details. This podcast is for general information purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors.